Well, hello, hello, hello. Hello, my friend. I'm here with my friend, <laughs> Anch. Hello, welcome to Emotional Support. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I can't believe that you drove all this way for me. I feel very special. Well, you're my good friend. You've done everything for me from being a model and being a good friend and being just an emotional support pet. <laughs> oh my God, can I be your pet? Oh my God, I would love to be your pet. Yes. And now let's just let's just discuss this. You just gave me this brand new piece from your collection. Yes, it's from it's the Protection the Collection. Protection Collection. It is incredible. I wanted it. I was going to buy it tonight and then you went and got it for me and it's like Christmas came early. Um, and this is a Guardian Angel Chera Baby Protector. Yes, and it's 18-karat gold-plated. The My quality God. is top-notch, and I really hope that it brings you lots of protection. It's because I to. think we need a lot of that here in Hollywood. We need a lot of protection. Now, I want people to know, you and I have known each other for probably more than 10 years at this point, wouldn't you say? 11. Yeah, 11. Mm-hmm. So you, we originally met, we were just like trying to figure out the story as we were talking about it. Apparently, I would drive you around <laughs> and help you find your car yes. at night at the clubs. Yes. So that seems like pretty appropriate. That seems like um, a good friend. That sounds it seems like a good like friend. A good friend. Yep. It seems like something both you and I would do for each other. Absolutely. So it's not that far-fetched of a story. But you and I have such a cool journey that I've never been the inquisitive face of a product or jewelry and you knew that my obsession since I was a little girl I thought I was like this little Japanese girl with my bento box in kindergarten first grade and second grade because you don't know this but I went to school with probably 60% Asian I mean a 60% Japanese community in my school no way yeah so all the girls I didn't know what sushi was and I didn't I was a vegetarian and I still am but they would bring Hello Kitty bento boxes and they would have have all of their cute stuff for lunch and I wanted to be like them so badly but I didn't eat fish and my mom was like okay so we went to like little Japan town in San Francisco she got me a bunch of the bento box um like plastic containers that I could bring to lunch and she would put mashed potatoes rice and steamed broccoli oh my God, in that's there that's so cute and I, so white it's, isn't that so white <laughs> yeah. like it's so white but I wanted to be so badly part of that community because I was a big Disney fan but Sanrio and Hello Kitty and all these characters brought such light to my life and it felt like a sense of um like I don't know. It just felt like there was your protector or your like best friend was little Sanrio. I mean, little Hello Kitty. I'm so happy to hear that this story because I yeah. actually never knew. Yeah. And not only were you the face of two of my Hello Kitty collections, but you're yeah. also the face of my Pokemon collection. I know. And that was really fun for the gamer in me. So you're really kind of well, I've really mostly become, Japanese now. I'm an honorary Japanese. Yes, lady. I agree. Like that's what we're going to say. Okay. I'm but no, but so that was like a really huge accomplishment for me. When you had asked me to be the face of this jewelry collection, first of all, it was gold. And we know that I am such an Italian and I live for a gold piece, like gold all day, every day. You had chains. It was Hello Kitty's face. She was a lion. It was like very raw. It was very, it was like a powerful, powerful piece that you came up with. And I just remember going there and I had no idea what we were going to wear, anything. And you put those jet black long nails on me and they had gold 
chains so that were hanging. Oh my god! I'll post the picture because it's literally my favorite. And you are just so beautiful and so gracious god, and it. so professional too. And I think that it was a really great experience for both you and I. Yeah. And I just I really enjoyed working with you, and I look forward to making more magic together. Oh my god! It's point. gonna happen. It has to. It has to happen. Now you have to tell everyone who's listening, kind of just like. What's a few seconds of a story of how you even got to magical Hollywood? Well, I actually came here for school. Okay. So I went. I came here um, to go to the Art Institute, which is, well, my branch is. And was this your first closed. time living in America? It is. <gasps> and I moved here, I think, 17 years ago. I went to school and got my bachelor's degree. And right after that, um, instead of finding a real job, <laughs> I got casted on MTV's um, television shows. So oh, it happened that fast. Immediately. Now, I was a huge fan of this show. No way. <laughs> it was called Paris Hilton's BFF. Yes. And it was, we just discussed, post The Simple Life. Yes. And she was looking for her new BFF because she and Nicole Richie went their separate ways. Yes. And I remember my best friend Xander and I were obsessed <laughs> with that show. I love that. He well, first of all, he wanted to be on that show, and I was like, "That's really rude because you have a best friend." And he he was like, "You're dead to me." If Paris is around, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, fine, like whatever." But you were on that show, yes. Absolutely. And did you, when you were cast, did you know? Okay, I'm going to use this as a platform, or were you kind of like, "I just moved to America. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, let's do it." Well, I really loved Paris, and I yeah. still do. And I remember when I was watching The Simple Life with my friends, I would vocalize out loud, you know, basically manifesting, saying, "I'm going to be a." best friend one day <gasps> and I also named one of my dog Paris so I would be calling that name literally 10,000 times a day so when the show was casting I I didn't actually sign up for it I was at um, a bar and no the, yeah and the <laughs> casting agent came up to me and said I think you're perfect for the show at that point, I think I was beyond tipsy, so I, I, I didn't yeah. remember anything. Yeah. Until the yeah. next day, this was back in f- when MySpace was right. huge. Right, So in my MySpace... Top five friends. Right. In my MySpace <laughs> mailbox, there was a bunch of messages from that same casting agent that said, you have to come in. So I went in for an audition, and I think other people auditioned for three times. I did it once, and I wow. got casted. <gasps> So it was a very magical experience, and I think that it's very much the power of manifestation. And that is something that I am so in awe of with you, is you are someone that manifests literally every single thing in your life. Absolutely. I actually have never even met someone like you. You are a witch, and I always say, like, (laughs) we're witchy together, but you are really a witch. And you, it's beyond even just vision boards. It's beyond the secret. It's it's like you know in your gut when something is going to happen, and if you don't think it's going to happen, you're going to make sure it happens because you're going to let people know this. You're going to talk about it. And just like you naming your dog Paris, I mean, that's just bizarre. And I, I believe in the power of the universe. And I think that, you know, once you put your mind to it mm-hmm. and you truly believe in it every day and manifesting and thinking about it, mm-hmm. it happens. It has to happen. Totally. Yeah. It has to happen. It has to. Um, how, God, I mean, there's so many things. So Hollywood is very important to you. Yes. Because it's where dreams are made of. Absolutely. It's very Julia Roberts, pretty mm-hmm. woman of you to say this. <laughs> yeah. When you first moved here, it seems like your life went really fast from school to being on a reality show to then working with, you know, Sanrio and all these different things that you've accomplished in your life. Mm-hmm. Since this is a mental health show, I can only imagine you're in America alone without your family 
What? How did you even survive that? I think a big part of me always realized that this is my dream and I have to create my own family in Hollywood. And mm. you are obviously one of my family yeah. members. And yes, we're born into a family that is biological. But I think as an adult, you have to create your own tribe. You have to find your own tribe. Yeah. And I think I was lucky enough to be able to find a lot of wonderful people that mm -hmm. I'm able to call my family now. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, when I'm lonely... I think it's it's also very we're we're blessed to be in a time where we could FaceTime our family. Right, right. And so that helps so much. It it definitely didn't seem as far away as they are mm -hmm. and we're able to still keep in touch. So I think that, you know, technology definitely helped. Right, right. Do you get to go back a lot? I do once a year. Yeah. Minimum. So you get to you get to do that a little I bit. I do. And it, it's it's quite sad in a way because um, I don't get to go back for an extensive amount of time. It's about two weeks every mm -hmm. time. And in that two weeks, I get dragged all over the place. To, oh, I'm sure. To, to see all the family members because we have a huge family. Oh and gosh. I think everybody wants a piece of you. And I think you understand how yeah. when you visit your family, it's just you don't really have time to, for yourself. You're but like, I just want to go to the nail salon. <laughs> right. And I think that it's, you know, it's it's a blessing to be able to have people that love you still, even though I've been, been away for 17 years. Right. No, I mean, I... I can't even believe it's been that long. I know. It's crazy, right? Holy shit. It's been 17 years <laughs> yeah. since you've been here? Yep. Oh, my God. You're a full-blown American at I, this point. Pretty much. Pretty oh much. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm actually blown away. I can't even believe that it's been that long also since we've known each other. It's, like, very 11. gross because I'm like, oh, my God, what happened in <laughs> it's 11 like very years? Gross. Like, and it's just, it's very weird. Now, how is this whole Hello Kitty, the Sanrio world, how did that come into your life? So... I don't think I've ever talked about this. And oh, yay. yeah! So this is a Alessandra exclusive. <laughs> yes. Um, I was actually at one of Paris Hilton's hair uh, product launch party. Okay. And I remember there was a, uh, it was a rooftop of a hotel, and these two people approached me, and one of them is named Dave, and one is Jill, and they came up to me and said, "Hi, um, we're from Sunrio Hello Kitty, and we love you. We would love to open a conversation about potentially working together." And I was so excited because Hello Kitty was something that I grew up with. So you were already just like a diehard fan. Yes. I right. mean, let me just kind of um, give you a little throwback. I would <laughs> used to line up for Hello Kitty plush toys when it came out in McDonald's for six hours. No. Yes. You were a diehard fan. I was a diehard. <gasps> and so when, when, when the Sanrio team approached me, I was literally dying on the inside, but I didn't want to act it. I wanted to still play it cool. Mm -hmm. So we set up a meeting, and our, our first initial meeting was in San Francisco. When I was Is in that San where they're based out of? That's, that was where they were based oh, out of. Oh, at the time, right. Yeah. And um, I went to San Francisco. We had a meeting, and everything went great, but they didn't know where to put me. So there, was, there, there wasn't a opportunity for me at that time. Like, what do you mean they didn't know where to put you? Like, if you should be a designer, if you should be a face, if you should right. kind of a thing? Yeah, right. they didn't know how to incorporate you me in You weren't there. designing yet jewelry. I was, oh, you were. but at that time, I was very much more of a TV personality. Right, right, right. And, and when I went on the BFF show, I was very much at, known as the jewelry designer because mm -hmm. at that point, we had Kate Moss wearing the jewelry. We had a lot right. of different face, like, you know, Kelly Osborne, mm -hmm. Amy Winehouse. And um, so this is what happened. After the first initial meeting with Sanrio, I went ahead and got myself a Hello Kitty credit card. 
No, it was yes. a visa. Yes. I remember this. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, because I always wanted one. <laughs> so I went ahead and did that because I thought to myself, if I could manifest and keep on looking at Hello Kitty every time I spend money, mm-hmm. maybe one day she'll really come into my life and it'll come full circle. Oh, fuck, you're so smart. <laughs> and four years later... um, I'd had my first collection with Hello Kitty Sanrio for Forever 21. Oh, my God. So we did the first collection in the biggest way, and it was launched around the world. It sold out within um, two weeks. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, it sold out online within, I think, a couple of days. Oh, I believe that. And it was two weeks around the world, and it just did really extremely well. Till this day, it has been, I think, eight years now. You could still find it on eBay. No. For so expensive. Oh, my God. Do you still have the pieces at your house? I have all the pieces <gasps> and duplicates. Oh, good. Thank God. Because I have to keep stuff from my archive. Yeah, just, of course. You know, just for my, my yeah. own personal collection. And, and also, for your own collection, I'm wearing it around the house. And when hopefully you're completely one day. Naked and, yes. You know, when I clean hello. the house. <laughs> <laughs> just at the grocery store. Of course. Of course. Oh, my gosh. So that was the first collection. And when I look back at it, it was... Literally a dream come true in the biggest way. Right, and right. We had such great people supporting and, you know, a huge fan base that was ready to shop. And yeah. they really did a good job buying everything out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you hear this all the time. But what is it that makes Hello Kitty make everyone smile? No matter what age. Because I'll tell you, my little cousins, who aren't so little anymore, but even when they were like babies, I remember when one of them was, when Sloan was three and Ella, I think, was six or seven, I, for Christmas one year, I got them jean jackets that had a giant uh, patch that I had patched on the back, and it was Hello Kitty's face, and then I had their initials on the front. You're the best. The best. And they still, to this day, like want to wear it, but they are older now and they can't fit in it. We gotta replace it. I know I gotta replace it and yeah. I gotta make more. But every time and I went to your your launch party when you had it at the Hollywood and Highland Center and I got them a bunch of postcards and all these fun things. And even throughout their whole life, that smile of Hello Kitty makes them so happy. Right. Makes me happy. I'm currently wearing a Hello Kitty t shirt. Yes. I have a Hello Kitty air freshener in my car. You know wh- what is it that makes Hello Kitty this worldwide phenomenon that makes you just smile and happy. Um, well, just to clarify, yeah. I'm not part of Sanrio brand, but I know them very well. Yes, yes. Um, no affiliation. Yeah, no affiliation. No. But I love them and I support them wholeheartedly. Um, one thing about Hello Kitty I think that is so wonderful is that they believe in small gift, big smiles. Mm. So it's all these little tiny gifts that really trigger this emotion, this nostalgia, and it brings a big smile, which I think is such a smart slogan. Mm-hmm. But they also believe in you can never have too many friends. No. And I think that that is such a... You know, a wonderful thing to be promoting because, and, and you know, right now we have so many people that, that lives in the little bubble mm-hmm. and segregates themselves mm-hmm. and have little, you know, cliques of friends. And I don't think we should have that. I think we should all just unite. We're all the same mm-hmm. and we should all just spread the love mm-hmm. no matter what. 
Do you feel that you have you you have a very special thing with your fans who and your followers and whoever however you want to call them you know your group friends. of friends you yes. know um, you have a very special bond with them where you are active on your social media you are connecting with them you are constantly doing stories into your life when you're sad you're posting videos of yourself yes, crying absolutely. and and expressing the the darkness that comes over. I know that I've been there before, but I really honor and and appreciate how open you are to people because I know that you've saved a lot of people's lives, whether you know that or not. Because if they see, wow, Ancha is so successful, he's so creative, he's working with all the top celebrities, he's, you know, I'm sorry, your piece is in the Met right now, okay? <laughs> your little capsule collection, no big deal, just shameless plug, but you are still able to connect with people and let them know that you're real. And I feel a lot of people don't do that, especially in your industry. Right. It's kind of just like, let's get the factory going. Let's get the next thing going. We're we're just a fake, a fake person. You know what I mean? We're just a brand. We're just a label. You've continued to keep this emotional kind of feeling going on. Do you kind of feel it's like a therapy to you? Well, I actually believe that, you know, right now with social media and influencers being just taking over the world, I think it's very important for people to know that they are only posting the top 3% of their days. If that. All the best yeah. times, all the happiest times. They don't ever post anything that is below that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to portray a real human, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that has emotions, somebody that has ups and downs, because otherwise I think the next generation is going to think that life is all about being happy mm-hmm. and having the best time ever, which I think that's what our goal is to be, is to always be but happy. But it's not realistic. Exactly. It, I mean, as much as we love to believe that every day is rainbows and unicorns, we know it's not. We have mm-hmm. life to live. We have real life. And I would like to be able to portray that and showcase that, you know, no matter who you are, you know, any walks of life, you, you, you we have the same emotions and same feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. I think it's so important. What do you do when you feel sad? Well, <laughs> I have two wonderful dogs. Oh, they're your emotional <laughs> yes, support babies. They are. And I think, you know, we're in Hollywood. We're a place where a lot of people you surround yourself with is more superficial than not. Mm-hmm. And pets, as you know, mm-hmm. are the most wonderful and they, they love you unintentionally. Yeah. So I think with my two babies, I'm able to have an escape. But also, I'm lucky that with my art, I'm able to escape too. Mm-hmm. So whenever I do feel some type of way, I would escape into my little world that I've created with mm-hmm. rainbow-colored bananas, rainbow ice creams, yeah. and, and you a know. rainbow turkey, no less. Yes, that you was my made, turkey this year. Okay, I just want to say that Anch made a turkey, a real turkey that he cooked, that was rainbow sprinkle that then became a rainbow turkey. Rainbow tie dyed. Yes. The fuck did you do? That? <laughs> well, um, food coloring. Little I, dots of food coloring? Yes, I used food coloring. Oh and I God. So I've, I have a tradition that has happened for the past five years is every year before we cook the turkey, we dress her up. No! 
You make her fabulous. Yes, because I mean, she is bring us well wonderful food. Yeah, and I think the least we could do is to just to make sure that this creature that has died for us is being honored in the best of way. And for me, it's fashion and it's it's jewelry and accessories. And color. So, yes, and colors. So that's you know, for the past five years, I've dressed my turkey up, and I plan on doing that for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh, that's so fabulous! <laughs> Thank you. What a great way to honor the turkey. I will make sure to make you one next year. Well, I'm a vegetarian. Can oh, you make tofurky. me like a tofurkey? Absolutely. Okay, I'm really all about that. <laughs> yeah. That's really exciting. No, and I think what's really nice about you is you do use such bright colors and sparkles and glitter and all these incredible, um, not tactile, I guess like tactile pieces. Is that mm-hmm. it? Well, I'm, anyways, whatever. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. But what I think is so nice is you try to see the best in life and you do see the best in life. You really do. And I think it's important. Don't and you, you think? portray, well, I think it's very important. Yeah. And I think you portray that. So, you know, even if I have, let's say, I'm having a really shitty day. Mm-hmm. If I go through my jewelry box and I'm like, okay, I got to get ready. Like, I'm going to put my emotional necklace on. I'm going to put my birthstone on. And I look. And if I see Hello Kitty's face or if I see Pikachu with yeah. the little red rhinestone eyes and cheeks, you know, it's little things like that that make me smile. And I go, wow, there's someone out there where his whole goal is to make you smile. Do you know that you do that? Um, I think that's my goal, but I'm so happy to hear you vocalize that and actually, you know, let me know that's how you feel. Because a lot of times I think a downside for being a designer is that once people purchase your jewelry and your accessories, Mm -hmm. you don't see the faces after that. Oh, interesting. It's nice to hear that you love it and Mm -hmm. it makes you smile because I think that's my goal in life is to be able to, you know, up the vibration of people and, you know, one thing that I, w- I would like to say on my tombstone, actually, the only thing I would it's like to say dark. on my tombstone. It's very dark. Why are we tombstone. going there right now? No, but it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's, I wanted to say that he just had fun and was cool. I mean, that is just, <laughs> that is just, doesn't even have to be on a tombstone. We already know that. No one even needs to read that. But it's true. You just want to have fun. Yeah, I do. And it shows. It really Thank shows. You. I think it's really fun. Um, you've done a bunch of art exhibits, and you did this one at Hollywood and Highland mm-hmm. at the opening of the San Rio store. Yeah. I had the honor of getting to go in, and there was a line around the block, and I was like, um, I'm here. And I felt very VIP because I got walked, walked in. right in, yes. and I felt really fancy. But it was just... I'll never forget this moment because I've been in this moment so many times and to hear someone else say it, you said to me, you go, I'm so worried that no one's going to show up. Yes. I'll never forget when you said that to me because it hit me. I could cry right now because it hit me so hard because I think about that all the time. For your premieres? For premieres, for um, when I was, well, I'm still doing, when I'm doing Some Like a Dot, when I was doing the dog accessory Mm -hmm. line, um, for Comic-Cons. I've done Comic-Cons where, you know, I was said, I, I would... I have a hard time doing them because I, I'm, my, my ego and myself can't handle the rejection. Right. And there was one time where someone was like, oh, we don't want our autograph in front of my face. And they walked away. And wow. I don't think they meant to be rude. Like it just kind of like came out. Mm-hmm. But it's that same feeling, that like sickening feeling of like you failed. Yeah. You're a failure. No one loves you. No one wants you around. Yes. And everything seems like all magical butterflies right now. But it's not. Like you do. You could be the best. Best, most famous person in the world, and there 
are still be people out there who don't show up and who don't love you and don't and actually probably hate you. That's probably true. And I think that what you said, and I just said to you because you hadn't been outside, I go, there's a line around the block that people have been <laughs> waiting for hours, probably waiting six hours like you did for McDonald's yes. to get inside. People waited all day long. They, you signed autographs. You took pictures. And beyond that, you had conversations with every single person. Yes, you had so many important. conversations. I couldn't even talk to you. I was like, Anch, I've shopped this whole store. I'm going to lose all my money. I got to go. <laughs> I was like, enough is enough. But, but that is so important what you do. I think Alessandra, too, since we've been in this industry for so long, we've realized that there are so many up-and-comers that's new and fresh and Mm -hmm. that has huge followings. And I think that a lot of times makes us feel insecure no matter how much we have under our belt and no matter how much we've done Mm -hmm. for our portfolio and our press kit. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, it's... but. One thing I do realize is it's it's good to have a little bit of nerves. It's good to be nervous and it's good to stay humble because mm-hmm. if you feel like you are the queen of the world, right? I think that's terrible. Do you believe in, are you someone that believes in like therapy or meditation? Like what is your go-to um, way to almost get out of your head a little bit? I definitely believe in therapy, mm-hmm. but I also believe in magic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of times I... And this might sound crazy. We are crazy, though. But I talk to the moon. You are so good. Okay. (laughs) Everyone needs to follow Anch on Instagram specifically for he's the one that tells me when you should wash your Your crystals crystals. and put them out in front of the moon. And I do it every time you do it. I love it. And I'll scream at Sturgis. I'm like, Sturgis, Anch said that you have to put the crystals (laughs) out right now. Go get my crystals. Like, it's very serious. But you are someone that is so in touch with the universe. I try to. And I think that it's because... The moon has always given me just little notes of how to operate in life. How? So one time I asked the moon, I said, moon, I don't know what my true calling is. I really need help right now. And I just heard a little voice and she told me that I have to help kids. And so the next day I I reached out to all my friends that have been either teaching in schools or Mm -hmm. volunteered. I asked, I said, please help me because I need to be able to be part of that. I want to help kids. And so I signed up to volunteer for underprivileged kids and teach them art. And I think that's one of the things that's so fulfilling for me to be able to, you know, teach this younger generation that art is fun. It is. Art is, there's no box you have to be in. You could do no wrong in my class. Mm -mm. And when they see Mr. Anch, they go wild. Mr. Anch. Oh, my God. Mr. Anch. Oh, that's so sweet. And I also make sure that everything that we do has to do with current situations, current things. For example, when there was Teen Choice Awards, I Mm -hmm. made sure that they were able to design an outfit for a celebrity so that they could, you know, potentially have the celebrity wear it walking (gasps) down the runway. And when it was Coachella, I taught them what Coachella was yeah. and taught them how. Oh, you know, God. <laughs> right? That was kind what of. What kind of Coachella did you teach them? <laughs> and so I taught, taught them about music festivals. And, you know, when there is some, I guess, news happening with our presidency, I made sure that they were able to voice their opinions of how, yeah, how we can make America better. Right, right. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting way to, to motivate them and to kind of spark their creativity in a way where you don't, you know, they can do no wrong. How, since you're around the kids so much, how do you see them interact with social media? It's interesting because they truly believe everything they see on social media. Mm. That's why I think that... Terrifying. Yes, it is. 
And I mean, <sighs> I'm not trying to name any names, but there are people out there. I will. <laughs> people out there that acts a fool just to get the clicks and the likes and yeah. the views. And I think that is very toxic because they don't, these people have big following, so they don't really have or face any consequences. Right. But if a normal person does the exact same thing, they would be sent to jail. Uh, yeah. So I think it's, you know, for us, you and I, it's our job to really portray a lifestyle and a person that is real and realistic mm -hmm. so that the younger generation will be able to see and learn that this is what life is actually about. Mm -hmm. And it's about spreading the magic. Yes, absolutely. I mean, honestly, that's what it's really about. I agree. Where do you see yourself in a couple years? Like, what is the... I mean, obviously, you have so many goals. There's so many things to achieve. That's such a... It's such a lame question that I just asked you that. I don't... I didn't mean to ask it like that, but what what is the next step in the Anch, you know, lifestyle? Universe. Well, the universe. I... I would love to open a couple stores. Cool. Like with your stuff? Like yes, what, yeah. But I think um, not just my stuff too, because I feel like there's a lot of artists out there that needs exposure mm -hmm. and that could really use a push. And I would like to be that person and that, that, that um, avenue for them to mm -hmm. express themselves too. Since growing up, I've had so many wonderful um, opportunities. I would like to give back to that. Mm -hmm. And I want to be featured in more museums because being in Met really just and was amazing. how did this happen amazing. that you were in the Met? Because of Heatherette? Yes, it was Heatherette. And I have to thank Trevor Rains. Oh, like, Trevor is just like, wow. Wonderful. We went to his fashion I know, show recently. I'm just like in love with him. That he is. <laughs> I stalk him. He, he is like, great. He is just a humble being. And I, <sighs> I look up to him. Yeah. And also a little throwback story about Trevor Rains. Um, Heatherette was the first fashion brand to use my jewelry to walk down the runway. So I am forever in debt to them. I will do anything for Trevor and Richie. I, you know, they're my idols and my friends. I think that they were, if, if, for those of you out there that are listening, if you don't know who Heatherette is, um, Heatherette was a clothing brand that was the first one that I think was so out of the box at New York Fashion Week and with all these celebrities wearing it. They were the first to be such a powerful um, influence coming from the LGBTQ community. Absolutely. Um, Amanda Lepore. Yes. <laughs> if you don't know Amanda Lepore, look up Amanda Lepore. Amanda Lepore, fun fact, got kicked out of Disneyland uh, no. for wearing Madonna, um, a Madonna bra that was the cones. That's so Funny. And she was like, I don't understand why. And it's like, <laughs> brilliant what I would have done to be there to see this. But what they did for not even just the community, not even for celebrities, they brought the magic just like you brought the magic. They brought the fun and they back made, in fashion. That is right. And they yep. made things over the top and larger than life. Mm -hmm. And everything was pink and glitter and sparkles and rhinestones and, and obnoxious things that were just, you know, pushing the box just a little bit, but still making it fun. Yes. And it was the most girly collection I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I never cared at all really about um, Fashion Week. It was like, it was cool, but They were the me, highlight. Yeah. And then when I found out I was going to be in New York for Fashion Week one year, and I was trying to get into Heatherette, and I didn't. And it was before oh. I knew Richie and, and before I knew Trevor. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the one I wanted to get into. But they literally changed everything. And, they did. And what's even nuttier than that, people can also find out, is they were the original Club Kids. They were. And the Club Kids... Um, 
changed the world of New York City. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones that I think are the biggest influence in today's culture I agree. for young kids. I agree. You look at everyone from Billie Eilish to, um, like, of course, blanking on every name, but even like Ariana Grande. Like, everyone takes a piece of what those club kids did and what they designed and what they created yes. and have made it this for all intents and purposes, it's magic. And I think the whole drag queen world did the same too. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's, it's magical. Are you kidding me? What Rue and what the entire group did in mm-hmm. the 70s, 80s, 90s, like, uh, unstoppable. But I that's, agree. and I really love, oh my God, I could cry because I just love my LGBTQ community so much. QIA. QIA? Yes, oh, yes, God, yes. I don't know. Q- <laughs> I, I thought I knew, oh God, I did it wrong. QIA, okay. Mm-hmm. What does INA stand for? You know what? I need oh, to Google oh, it. Oh, <laughs> all right. I think that's asexual, and then I is. You know what? Intersexual? I, uh, yes. That. No, you're yes, kidding. Yes, okay. intersex. Yes, yeah. you're right. Um, but I think that the, what they have done for our generation, because you and I are the same yep. age, our generation, um, for the creativity all the way down to right now, is they brought magic. They, they brought fucking magic to this world. And we would not be here today and seeing the beautiful things about life without them and their yes. inspirational stories. And I wish they knew this. I wish they knew this because I think a lot yeah. of times with all these up up and comers and these new kids, um, we don't appreciate all the people that's really accomplished and paved our ways. And um, I just want to say thank you to them. I know. Thank you, guys. You guys are just, oh, my God, the best. They really are. I'm so happy you're here. Can I ask you my final question? Yes, absolutely. Or is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? I feel like you are just like a creative genius, and so I could be here all day long just like picking your brain. But is there something that you wanted to... Well, I think one of the things I really want to focus on in 2020 is to venture into the art world a lot more. Mm -hmm. So I'm recently signed under Corey Halford Gallery. Cool. And they are one of the top um, pop surrealism galleries in L.A., and... And oh I love God. them so much, and um, I have an art show coming up with them in April. <gasps> but I also have my solo show that's coming up in July 11. <gasps> okay. Oh and, my God, I'm so excited. And that's actually really exciting because um, my solo is slightly different from how any other solo shows are because I am not creating a bunch of art. I am having, I'm curating this art show with a bunch of amazing artists where they will dive into my world <gasps> and create art. That is inspired by me because it's my 16th anniversary. Oh, fuck off. You yeah. look 16. That is so <laughs> stupid. What do you mean? That is so fascinating. And so it's, it's, it's a new spin to my retrospective. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, nowadays kids don't don't know that I have such an extensive history no, in the they fashion don't. and no. art world. And I would like to bring that back to life and right. make it an experience where when they walk in, they could first of all see all the jewelry, how it started from the kitchen. <sighs> And now it's on, you know, celebrities and how it has evolved into more of, you know, hopefully a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that you could really just immerse yourself in and and live that happy, magical life. It is a lifestyle. Wow, that's so cool. So they're going to make stuff that's inspired by you and your world. Yes, yes. And where is this going to happen? Do we know yet? Yes, it's at Corey Halford Gallery. And where is that? It is in downtown. Okay. And they are... Do I get a VIP? Of course. Are you kidding me? Oh my God! So the opening night is July 11th. Okay. And you will have to come. 100%. We're actually going to have a fashion 
fashion show too because <gasps> that would be my first fashion collection wow. that will be out like with clothes and yes, stuff yes clothing well, I mean everyone's going to be naked and haunches, uh, you know <laughs> necklaces and rings and earrings and diamonds okay um, no so clothes oh yes my God, it's a collaboration fabulous. with Rococo and Alessandra <gasps> maybe right now I could ask you officially if you would like to walk for me shut for up <laughs> are you kidding me no I'm not Million percent. I would be honored. <gasps> I would be honored. Oh my god! <laughs> Once again, it comes full circle. Oh my gosh, it comes full circle. Oh my, hundred percent on the record right now. It's happening. I'm so Everyone, excited. thank you. Come to Los Angeles. Come find this. Now I'm going to ask the final question. Yes. I ask all of the guests this: Anch, what makes you wake up in the morning and continue on with your life? I need a quick second right now. Yeah, take to a moment. Really, take a moment. Think about that. Take a moment. It's an intense one. It's not. I think knowing that I'm able to make a difference is what makes me wake up and operate and work mm-hmm. and live life. Because if I can't make a change and make a difference, I don't see the point of it. Yeah. No. There's not. Honestly, that's. Mm. That's what life is really about. And I think that both you and I, um, I mean, I can, I'm going to speak for you, even though this may not be the case. <laughs> but I think that you and I have gotten to the point in our life where we've, you know, uh, had our Saturn return. Yes. You know, we, we are in that second part of our life. And it's not a midlife crisis. It's just the second part, you know, when you hit mm-hmm. your 30s. Mm-hmm. And I think that before, if you were to ask me five years ago, if there was a girl who got a role of mine and she was younger and she'd never done anything before, I would be devastated. Yeah. I would be like, who does this girl think she is? Like, wh- am I like trapped liver over here? Like, what's the story? And I wouldn't, it's not even jealous. I would just be resentful that I wasn't young anymore, that I wasn't this fresh thing that was like in Los Angeles, in New York, in you know, all over the world. And now I think I've hit a point in my life where I'd like to help the younger generation Absolutely. and realize, you know, I, there were people there for me I need to be that person for someone else. And if they don't want me, that's great, but I'm going to at least do my best to try. That's what makes you so special. And that's what makes you special. I love you so much. I love you more. Um, Everyone, please uh, tell them, how can they follow you? How can they find you? They could find me on Instagram, Mm -hmm. at Anch, O-N-C-H, and they could find me on Facebook. And I think it's facebook.com slash Anch Movement, O-N-C-H Movement. Okay. And for Twitter, it's just at Anch, too. That's such a chic, like, Instagram. It's so easy. Yeah. Anch. Anch. It's just Anch. Just, <laughs> just, just Anch. Yeah. Well, we'll have everything linked up. And um, everyone, I love you so much out there. I know Anch loves you. Let's keep inspiring each other. Let's be positive, And let's make the world fucking magic. Yes. Bye. Emotion. Al. Support.